Welcome to Hash Time with Navguzi Chuanuka. This is a place where we help you unravel social constructs, discuss self-development in line with mental health, emotional well-being, and everything in between that directly or indirectly affects us in the millennial world around us. If you're hearing my voice for the first time and are the kind of person who is not scared of being a better version of yourself even if it requires you to contradict who you were 24 hours ago, consider this your virtual home. I'm your host, Navguzi Chuanuka, and I cannot wait to engage with you in the various conversations. So for a couple of weeks now, I've been reading the Woman Beneath Her Feet anthology and the stories and their relatability with what's happening in society is what got me glued. The stories also made me feel like I am quite the kind who enjoys gossip. I mean, I was constantly eager to find out what next is going to happen in these stories. It felt like I was looking for how people struggle as if to find out if I'm having the worst experiences in life. You know, that kind of thing like, eh, that can also happen. Hey, I'm doing better with my life. <laughs> that is what I was doing with this anthology at the start. Getting creative with my reading made my rise to and from work really enjoyable. Getting to work while side eyeing people for their audacity or scoffing at the poor decision making. Hey, hey. <laughs> While this anthology may be a compilation of fiction, the stories or experiences of the characters are very alive in the society we live in. And I'm going to share or speak about them. And at the end, that's when I'll share about what shouldn't have happened in this book or what should have been done better. So in honor of the person who signed and sent my copy, I read La Patrona's story first with the guidance of my index finger. I felt like going over other stories that Warren has had the other writers before her story ending favoritism <laughs> i really can get pointlessly petty and i enjoy it i'm not going to deny like <laughs> in la patrona's disintegration she invites us to a mind tour of the emotional struggles of a newly heartbroken young female reading about how this lady chooses to go out on a date and have a one-night stand with someone whose reason she found repulsive but stayed anyway made me continue reading the story or the sentences that came after with my eyebrows raised not in shock but in this thing of this is a deja vu something close to having sex as a maladaptive coping mechanism while struggling emotionally and mentally at the close of 2020s january i attended something like a group session of survivors of sexual abuse the stories told were an emotional drain and a girl possibly a new adult she was really young because i think she told me she was at the university for first year i don't remember very well i don't remember the girl i don't remember her name i, I can't even find her on the street and i know that she's the one but she asked me if someone who has been raped before can turn into a promiscuous person it's a question that required a response so i quickly had to put trauma and promiscuity together to find if there is a possible link my answer to her was in the affirmative the question she asked was something that made me realize how women who are raped lose their sense of ownership of their bodies and so what happens thereafter is the need to take over control and if it is not a yes to every call she is the one making sure that she initiates these sexual calls so that no one else takes charge of her body anymore i don't know if you understand so looking at this lady in disintegration choosing to stay at that date just because she felt like this would blot out the sadness loneliness brokenness like I just did now, I sighed deeply and started to plead, plead that she doesn't go forward with the dice plans. I didn't want her to go for that one night stand. I wanted this girl to find some confidence and self-respect. 
I saw her walking against her values and this is what happened when one surrenders to the power of pain. Questions like, when I stuck to my values, what much did they bring me apart from pain? It's a moment of hopelessness. Nothing makes sense. Your values cease to make sense and you do not want to follow them. But here's the thing. The moment you walk away from your values and you start to go back to think about these decisions that you shouldn't have made, that moment is even more painful than the pain someone else can cause you. You know how hard it is to forgive someone who hurt you? It is even harder to forgive yourself for being your own enemy. I've been there and all I can ask of you is to stick to your values. However shaky the ground is, I hear you when you say that it is hard. I understand you even, but you will be very proud of yourself when you look back at how you survived the phase of brokenness without hurting yourself more. After reading Disintegration, <laughs> I realized that on the book, the anthology is someone who is on my friend list. I'm like, hey, I'm, I need to be favoring the people that I know first <laughs> because I didn't have any idea of the other writers. And that's how I ended up jumping to the very end of the anthology. And I read Beverly's Fettered Rivulet. My experience of Fettered Rivulet is a little connected to what I've just talked about in Disintegration. However, what I carried most from it is on page 228. Let me read it for you. With self-will and therapy, all the rage, angst and reprisal had been stripped and with most sessions, her esteem rebuilt. When you look at that sentence, you realize that Juliana validates the relevance of intentionality and therapy on one's journey of healing. I'm that person who doesn't read in silence. I scream yeses, I put the book down, I do standing ovations. I'm really dramatic. When I realize that someone is a terrific writer, I even want to prostrate before them. I want to find them like, oh, hey, oh, the queen. What you just did there is perfect. But then when I was reading further, I came to a realization that maybe Adisa, Adisa is a character in Fettered Rivulet. I realized that maybe she is still going for therapy. That is if she does not behave like many of us who stop medication as soon as the headache stops. Adisa finds herself stuck in a pattern of always gravitating towards men who humiliate her, objectify her, and leave her feeling unwanted. Yet, they provide her wild sexual escapades. I think this is what the internet people call dickmatized. You know that word? <laughs> I found it on the internet just a couple of years ago. And what dickmatized means is that you quite well know that this man isn't for you, but you keep going back because the sex is so good and that makes you lose your sense of reasoning. So I think this is what kept happening to Adisa. And I think I'll just say that Adisa was dickmatized because how are you... <laughs> I know we do these things, by the way. <laughs> I know we do these things, but yeah, no, we shouldn't. Especially after listening to this podcast, I don't want to hear that you did it. But here's the thing. These are two experiences happening at the same time. And this is what happens in the same moment. Adisa at one minute feels like, oh my goodness, this is not someone that is for me. And then we see her mentally withdrawing from the sexual experience. And that is a manifestation of how helpful self-assessment is. The ability of distinguishing between what you want and what you need is a valuable attribute all of us should strive for. It would save us from future misdeeds that we wouldn't forgive ourselves for. The end though? <laughs> yeah, Shay! This lady is a magnificent writer. I was like, hey, what is this she has done? 
why has she left me hanging where is the whole book <laughs> she can't just end it like this <laughs> Uh, oh my god i want part two there's no way this story ended there like that we, we need justice we need to ask for, we need to demand for justice after reading fettered rivulet i jumped to woman beneath her feet i mean it's the title i, I was wondering what next story should i read <laughs> because i wasn't following the order i was like okay now that i've read the people whose names i know what should come next i realized that the title of the anthology should be the best decision and that's how i ended up to woman beneath her feet and what happened in this experience of the story i was thrown back to the discomfort of how someone i know couldn't take a congratulatory message after his second child was born he blamed his cohabitant i call her the cohabitant because they weren't married <laughs> he blamed his cohabitant for getting pregnant as if she did so on her own he spoke in a low tone to invite us into his sorrow and disappointment the other stories i had were not close home so i didn't give them so much attention by stories i mean people who get angry the men who get angry when their wives get pregnant as in you guys you are living with this person in the house yeah you are doing shaggy and then when you get pregnant this person gets mad <laughs> Yeah. So this husband in the 19 page story left his pregnant wife using the excuse of COVID and him being an essential worker in hospital. This right here is a valid excuse, by the way. I am not invalidating the fact that there was COVID in the story as where it was dated. There was COVID happening and he was an essential worker working in the hospital. But the emotional withdrawal got me really triggered. Fearing not just for what a marriage would look like in the future, but as a woman also having to be worried that I will be abandoned for getting pregnant. I swear it would be a lie to say that I have never seen a man running away from responsibilities, but this couple's conversation prior to the departure of this guy is an emotional drain. May we not be faced with such hardships, my friends? May we just not be faced with such hardships? Mm -mm. No, 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 no. After reading the three stories, I was worried I might not be desirous of entering any relationship. I had concluded that this is one anthology in which women are lamenting about how burdensome relationships can get but i went on anyway that's when i decided to read like a responsible human being going from the first story to the rest that followed in order i hate what i saw on the 17th page of flightless birds i was so cross that i wanted to fight this character see some of these stories carry a significant amount of what we experience in real life and boy do we have self-centered people now let me read this for you sometimes dealing with the problems in our lives is better than sweeping them under the rug it's another reason why i came why? Closure, he said. I'm getting married and I thought I shouldn't still have you at the back of my mind. <laughs> hey, closure. Hey. This girl had just lost her father. Reading that her ex had come through after walking away from her for studies, never turning back. I was happy he was kind enough to show up in her time of need. This nonsense man had carried his head to make the events about him talking about how he had come for closure closure <laughs> after kissing the girl and then announced that you're getting married <laughs> and you have come to remove her from the back of your head hey hey hey, hey. 
this girl had just lost her dad yo i'm imagining myself you're coming to me arouse some emotions you know that nostalgic kind of thing you're probably feeling like maybe <laughs> Maybe I've lost my dad and this person is... Eh? My father is in the casket. And you're talking... <laughs> you're talking about coming for closure. <laughs> we have so many of these self-centered people. And I was really triggered. I, I have one particular person. I dated him and you guys... This guy did not care about anything that dealt with me. When he would check on you, you would think, oh my God, I'm going to share with this person. What's your right is not something of his concern. You share and then he's waiting for your response, right? And then he just jumps straight to his experiences, just talking about himself. So seeing this, I'm like, huh, no, these people still exist. They're, they're still roaming the ass, eh? So you remember when I suspected that these are just women lamenting about love? I landed on a man's name and I quickly screamed, Fluka! <laughs> what are you doing in the women's anthology? The world is unfair. <laughs> I noticed later on that there were other men and that even the description of the book said Kenyan writers, not women writers. <laughs> the shame on my face. I had bought this book thinking... <laughs> I am not saying that had I known that it's not just women writers, I wouldn't have bought the book. But I knew this is what I was purchasing and it's, it's my problem that I didn't really check. Anyway, here we are with Noah Roy's Shape of a Storm. It beats my understanding that this couple was surprised by the betrayal of their mutual friend. Everything communicated a ticking time bomb. Their choice to be shocked is a reflection of how many of us choose to be in denial of what's before us. You will see a cup and still insist it's a plate. I'm also wondering if these two women's lack of communication should be tied to how society decides that women aren't supposed to be expressive of their true selves because it doesn't make sense how I can have a crush on someone for more than a year and I'm just there playing games waiting for him to pick me. I, how are you guys living your lives? If I have a crush on someone, I'm gonna tell them to find out. I tell them mostly to save my time, like, if you're interested, let's try this out. If you're not, I'm moving on to the next chapter. But this, hey, you women, this business, hey, this business of blushing whenever someone walks in for one year, two years, five years. You guys, are you okay? <laughs> are you okay? I cannot manage. Five years you're focused on one person whom you aren't sure is going to choose you. Anyway. <clears throat> Then this one, professional entanglement. Irene Magua opens us to a discussion of how many of us as adults still carry the wounds of our childhood, the decisions we make and those that we don't, all being inspired by our childhood experiences. Some months ago, there is a show I was watching. I don't remember its name. The lady said that children who suffer mentally have an excuse, but adults? Adults have a choice to go for therapy. So reading that Muzizi went as far as choosing to go for therapy to release himself from the emotional turmoil his mother suffered at his watch is a commendable decision. Many of us are carrying wounds that we did not self-inflict. And even if we did, if we're still carrying these wounds from childhood, it's important for us to go right ahead and seek therapy. It also goes to show that you cannot go around telling people that this is how I am. You have to go right ahead and make changes in how you go about life. 
life. It is important for us to go for therapy. And Mzizi, yo, Mzizi is my man crush. <laughs> I love men who are really intentional. Okay, not just men, all of us. I love adults who are intentional about making their lives better. And this is what we always and always advocate for. I sympathize with Manyasi. To be rejected as soon as you reach Earth and have to be made aware of your lack of beauty as a child, that is a burden we shouldn't let children carry. In Ongoma's Anatomy of a Simp, we see Manyansi bereft of his ability to be seen as a human, a whole human, just because of his physical looks right from childhood to adulthood. The need to prove himself worthy, especially around women, it is not surprising how the events unfolded. If you constantly have to go out of the way to please someone, and in this case, a woman, this is a message for the men. If you constantly have to go out of your way to please someone who constantly disregards you, I tell you, my brother, pull the plug. Pull the plug. Get out of that situation. To be honest, I get it when we are desirous of being in companion with a special someone, but we need to respect ourselves. Compromising your well-being for someone who constantly shows you that you're less of a human being is not something I want to hear you experiencing, especially after listening to this journal. Yo, it's gonna be hard to make some of these decisions because they really happen to many of us and chances are that you who is listening in right now you might be in this situation pull the plug <laughs> i swear i'm not giving you bad advice pull the plug Okombo on page 136 shares about how solid one's appearance can look yet there is so much turmoil on the inside. He called it chaotic madness and so is the title of the story. This story exemplifies the fact that mental health struggles have no specific face, that we can no longer go around saying things like, Oi, he looked happy. Where did the depression come from? And from these, I'd like for us to take more care about our inner environments than we do the physical looks because for everything that we do, most of the time we are reliant on what's beneath. Reading Rush's sealed <laughs> felt like trying to understand a chemistry formula and I don't know I think I'm not in the right audience or I'm still an amateur at reading complex <laughs> I don't even know if I'm supposed to call it complex but there were so many wishes from more than one grandmother and I didn't know which grandmother I was reading from there were also granddaughters and I didn't know which granddaughter is speaking right now I couldn't even follow up like I tried to go back to follow well but hey I think I was overwhelmed my mind was just going wild <laughs> i have a feeling that i may need to revisit the story independently and understand it better ian inger's beginning of the end brings forward the possibility of ali karma so if you're praying for karma and I, I really wish that it shows up in the way it showed up for maleme oh my god <laughs> I really feel like I'm wicked to be happy about this. But yo, the people that he was going to bomb were also people's mothers. So if you want the details, you need to buy the book. You need to buy the book. I'm not telling you the whole story. But I wish for your enemies, Ali Karma. Everything they plan, I want you to also backfire on them. Amen? Being a pastor. Hey! In Uganda, we had a pastor called Abizayo. Abizayo means that he takes back yeah? the juju. <laughs> 
Juma's reminiscence had me screaming, asking why Mared and Rastas was sending letters to his old lover who is also married. Yo, it annoys me when people who have moved on to their new lives start reaching out for what they left in the past. So I screamed, Rastas! <laughs> I screamed his name is Anger. Like, what are you doing? But here's the kicker. Leocardia, the recipient of Erastus's letters, had a child with the name Erastus. <laughs> when I told you that I scream when reading, I scream. I was like, what? <laughs> hey! I held my heart. I don't want to suggest trouble, but. You need to check with your partner's exes to be sure they have not named your child after their ex. You people are carrying your ex's souls into marriages. Hey! Hey! I don't want to find out that my partner has named my child after his ex. That is unfinished business. Hey! That was so much between these two people and seeing that Leocardia was planted in a marriage with a rich man only for her to end up losing her mind. Y'all need to do better by your kids. Commoditizing your girl children is such a selfish decision. And I don't even have to say it because I know you know it. I don't know how you can look past the fact that your child is struggling in a marriage and you're just focused on them being married to a rich man. I don't know. I still don't understand how holding a funeral is a lot better than having a child divorced. We need to do better as society, as parents, future parents, that is. And even these ones that are already parents, y'all need to look out for your kids. I, I really don't know. Do you sit back when you hear that your child has died at the hands of the rich man, but he was also abusive? Are you proud? What happens? Does it feel like, oh, at least the time when she was alive, she lived a good life? What? I need to understand what happens in these people's minds. While reading Wilson's Flame on the Week, I say to myself, hmm, maybe taking this witchcraft journey can return one of my exes. <laughs> or maybe I can just bring them back all and torture them. Mm. But wait, you are really going to seek help from Sangomas to restore relationships? Like, you're going? Like, Wait, have you actually gone? Have you gone there? <laughs> Why do you have to go that far? How do you people sleep? How do you move forward in life with knowledge that you had to be with someone for them to love you? Hey, you people. Hi. Hey. <laughs> now see what this one's overdose caused her, people. There are beautiful souls out there, so many in this world. I get it when you say there is a lot that you may have planned with this person, but if you aren't safe in this relationship with them, if you feel like they don't value you, then it is time for you to look forward to the next chapter. It is important for you to pause and choose yourself. I don't even know if it was the overdose that she did or the juju itself that made things backfire in less than 24 hours, yo. The, mm, I am controlling myself. I want you to go and buy the book. <laughs> Whatever the case is, you don't have to go into witchcraft to save your relationship. You do not do that. The people who have read the anthology already must have noticed that I skipped Rose's Bittersweet. 
it was with intention and this is the sixth story in the anthology but i had to wait until the end bittersweet bears hope and the possibility of surviving a toxic marriage and finding love somewhere else why is this story coming less um i even feel guilty saying this it was very underwhelming really underwhelming because and it had me questioning some things i felt like there was so much misinformation going on in there because why is she talking about labia as one thing labia comes in pairs i went back to check the name of the writer i hoped that i had misread the writer's name but it was a woman how is it possible that she's speaking of labia in singular form as if she's unsure of a woman's anatomy and okay 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 rose maybe maybe your character had one right it would have been labium if <laughs> yeah you can't talk about labia in singular form you can't say it no there are two <laughs> there are two rose is also spreading misinformation that painful sex is mind-blowing there is nothing mind-blowing about sex that leaves you sore people you people no don't, don't go around talking about you having don't don't do that when you're sore no something is wrong ross shouldn't write about sex at least not until she experiences mind-blowing sex you know Rose is going to have women running away from sex when they read that they have to sit in saline water for them to heal every time they have mind-blowing sex. If sex is leaving you sore, seek medical advice or learn more about what it means to have great sex. Practice the tips. Dear man, if you read this story, I want to deconstruct this misinformation. If your woman is limping or she's sore, you've either done it wrongly or her flower isn't healthy. Don't follow Rose's idea of painful sex being mind-blowing. Just, just don't do that. Coming to the end! Great stories, but this is a major but. The anthology feels like it was done in a rush. There are so many errors that had me wondering why an editor wasn't brought on board. Maybe they would have saved me from it. <laughs> they would have saved me. <laughs> ah! They would have saved me from finding labia being talked about in singular form. And I'm really serious. I checked a couple of times every time I found an error. And the last time I checked for an editor, I found someone whose name I knew. And I was like, uh-oh, <laughs> how am I going to write about this? I was a little bit scared. But when you find where the editor's name was located, <laughs> it's like it was almost sliding off the pages. They put it down there, like down there, down there. That's, that's why I had to take a couple of takes to really find her name. It, it, I really looked for the name, yeah? And when I saw her name, I was a little bit confused because I know her style of writing, terrific writer she is. I mean, the mere fact that I'm friends with her right now on social media is because of how mind blown. <laughs> I'm not scared of you saying the word mind blown. <laughs> oh my goodness but yes i was mind blown like this is now on an honest mind blown i was mind blown by how beautifully she writes and that's how i ended up following her 
So my conclusion is that she may have been given the work at the very last minute or it is only a few writers who listened to her guidance. The anthology felt like every writer worked independently to get their final pieces out because there were awesome stories and there were those that mm, still needed work to be released. Despite the hiccups I met, I wouldn't hesitate to buy another anthology by these same writers. There is so much potential in them. You know, it's just so beautiful to read from them. And yeah, part two or whatever series that you come up with with the same writers, I would be glad to support. Bye! Before I close up, you should follow up on the different lessons I've shared in the different stories for the rest of the year or for the rest of your life. These are things that guide us throughout life. Well, don't, don't go around having bad sex and eh, you deserve so much. <laughs> another episode of hashtag we love with the if you loved what you heard make sure you subscribe to hashtag we love with the in your podcast platform of choice and share it with your friends loved ones and everyone that you believe is affected by the millennial world around us also feel free to share your insights about what connected with you on social media and be sure to tag us we are at hashtag we love with the on facebook and instagram and on twitter our handle is at hnk podcast if you are in uganda kenya or nigeria and are looking for someone whom you can talk to professionally in as far as mental health is concerned please do not hesitate to reach out on my email navuguzi at navuguzichwanka.com i would be so very glad to pair you with the right persons catch you this wednesday don't forget to listen in